Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so, so excited for you to meet our guest today, Amy Greshmill. You're just going to love her energy. She's a former Fortune 500 VP who has taken her passion for mentoring and personal growth to help working mothers experience more patience, fulfillment, and ease both outside and inside of work. So basically, she is a coach to moms who are working in corporate. And that is why I had to have her on the show. So let me go back a little bit because I want to explain this to you. And then I have a few announcements and then we're going to get her on the show. So as you know, the way that we plan simple around here, (laughs) the way that we make this work is through the flow planning method, which is a planning method that I developed 12 years ago, sort of by mistake when I was transforming my health. And I had three kids under the age of five and I was running a company and I just knew I needed to get healthy. And by the way, I'm going to tell that story in a whole new way in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned because some exciting things are about to happen on the podcast. And so the flow planning method was born and flow stands for the F is food and wellness. The L is lifestyle, which I mean, family, home, travel, relationship, all those things that fit into your lifestyle. The O is for OM, which in my mind is really about the soul. It's about self-care. It's about quiet. It's about downtime. It's about spirituality. It's about a religion if you're part of a religion. So that's OM. And W is about work. And I definitely have a lot more experience with the work side as an entrepreneur than I do working for someone else. I spent two years working for somebody else right after college. And then I very quickly opened my own graphic design firm in my, in my early twenties. So I don't have that much experience in corporate. That wasn't the experience that I was having when I had my kids. And so when I met Amy, I was so excited to have her on the show because I feel like we're not necessarily serving you if you are in corporate. Like I don't have all the nitty gritty to be able to tell you on that. And I know our audience is a lot of entrepreneurs, but in Flow 365, which is our year long program where we really are holding women's hands going through this flow planning process four seasons in a row, because it's a year long. So four 90 day seasons makes a year. And, um, in that program, we're probably 70% entrepreneurs and 30% women who are either working in corporate or for an academic institution um, or for a nonprofit. So basically, they are definitely listening to a boss. And that plays a role in how they are looking for and trying to find balance. So that's why I'm so excited to have Amy on the show today. So two quick announcements. I think I alluded a minute ago to the fact that we're going to have some exciting stuff coming up in, in a couple weeks here um, on the podcast. The way to really interact with that is going to be on Instagram. So make sure that you follow us, plansimple.co on Instagram and start paying attention. Um, it's really exciting, but basically what the 
the story is, is that we are, I just, you know, we've been in business for a while. We're at a little bit over 300 podcast episodes. And I just wanted to take a pause a couple months ago and really just see where we were, like what's happening, where are we going? And so I did that. And from that, we are creating this, what I'm calling a podcast relaunch. So there'll be some exciting episodes and prizes around that. We also will be relaunching our website um, to really reflect who we are right now. And with that will come a new free course. So it'll be really exciting, um, a really exciting time to watch for. And of course you could win some of these prizes. So look out for that. And I will also be announcing stuff here and sending stuff if you're on our email list and be, and be on Instagram. So look at those three places. And again, we're plansimple.co on Instagram. So that's coming up. And the other thing that's been happening that's so exciting is that for the past couple of weeks in our emails, I've been announcing that I'm, I've opened up a couple 30 minute sessions a week for people who maybe you're interested in flow 365, maybe you're interested in the flow planning process or going deeper into this work and you want to really see what it's like. And so we have these half an hour sessions where you can come in and I'll guide you through a process of figuring out what's something in your life that you're working on, whether that's your, your health or your growing your business or something that's happening at home. And together we're going to make sort of a mini plan, a micro plan, let's call it. So you'll, you'll have your next steps that you could take um, to create some momentum towards this thing. And this thing is probably something that right now you're feeling like a little stuck with. You're thinking about it a lot, but you're not taking a lot of action. You're taking a lot more thinking action than doing action. And so we're really going to get you into some action and some momentum. And sometimes it's just really helpful to have somebody on the other side in a conversation with you to see like where blind spots are, to see what's missing. Um, and to create a plan to move forward. So I'm super excited to be offering those. And again, you can go head on over to the show notes and there's a link um, to having a 30 minute chat. And I'm super excited to meet you and dive into a plan that will really help you create momentum in your life. So I think those are my announcements. So with no further ado, let's get Amy on the show and, and learn from her and hear from her how to really create work-life balance. Um, I would say as a working mom, like everything she shares is great for entrepreneurs, but I'm, I know that she has the expertise of, of corporate. So that's why I got her here. But as long as you're working, you're going to love what she has to share. All right. Let's welcome Amy to the show. Hey, Amy. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, Mia. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so happy to have you here because I feel like you serve a, a, a the answer to a lot of questions that somehow are just not within me, <laughs> which is <laughs> really thinking about, you know, I'm always thinking about work, motherhood, and wellness balance. But like the truth is, is in the work piece, I feel like I have so much more to offer to entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, so I love that you have the corporate work piece, which is why I asked you to be here today. Yes, absolutely. So will you give us just a little bit of the backstory? Um, sure. How yes. you got to where you are today? 
Yeah. So I am presently an entrepreneur. I'm a corporate mom coach. So I'm a coach for corporate moms. Um, But I was in corporate for 18 years prior to departing to become an entrepreneur and a coach. And so I pretty much grew up there and, you know, understand, you know, how the game is played, what the work-life balances look looks like, what the struggles are for working women these days, and you know, what the benefits are too, because it's, you know, corporate isn't all bad. There's, you know, obviously amazing things about it, but really what uh kind of what drew me to entrepreneurship was was something that was missing in corporate and something, a gap that I felt really needed to be filled. And so that's why I kind of made a pivot. Awesome. So Okay, and you're a mom. Yes, I have two little ones, three and five, and they are pretty much why I do what I do now. They are pretty much the the driving force as to why I became yeah. an entrepreneur. They were kind of my uh, part of my awakening, I always say. And so, can you just go back a little bit and explain? So, were you in corporate when they were born? I was. Yes. Yeah. So, I, so yes. So, can you just tell us a little bit about like? what you felt the challenges were in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was, you know, I was like many, um, many, oh, okay. One, one second. Sorry. No worries. Okay. Sorry. I'll be right there. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) And there he is. (laughs) So I, um, I was in corporate for 18 years, like many women, I, kind of climb the ladder. I was, you know, getting promoted every few years. I worked at several different companies and I kind of worked my way up the ladder. Um, and I became a VP at a fortune 500 organization. And I was 35 years old when I had my first child. So my career was already pretty established. I was already pretty senior in my role. And, um, it was, you know, before kids, it's you have complete control over your time and where you're focusing your energy and attention. And then you become a parent and, you know, everyone tells you it's going to be different, but you don't really know what that's going to look like and <laughs> <laughs> until you experience it. And so uh, when after I had my daughter, it was it was kind of an awakening in the fact that there were very real parts of my ambition and my achievement that I felt like didn't serve me in motherhood. Oh, so in my career, it was so much about like doing, doing, doing and achievement and progress and moving forward. Right. And that's kind of like the culture we grow up in in corporate. But when I became a mother, it was actually the opposite of that because that part wasn't serving me in my motherhood. In motherhood, I felt like it was more about slowing down and savoring and really focusing on, you know, who you were being as opposed to what you were doing. And that wasn't a skill I had really learned before. Um, And so that's when I really started, you know, exploring of like, okay, there has to be like a way to manage all of this in work and motherhood. And I had to really just learn a new skill set around stillness that I wasn't used to in corporate, right? Because in corporate, it's all about go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And so it was a total, like, you know, it kind of turned me upside down a little bit. But 
you know, I'm grateful for it because it enabled me to become more balanced, right? Yeah. Become like explore the side of me that was really, I think, laying dormant or missing for yeah. a really long time. So I gather since you're now a coach <laughs> to these yeah. people and you went yeah. through this whole thing yourself that, that now what you might help people with is the balance, but also how to bring some of that being energy into corporate. Is that true? Like, is, is that something that needs to go into that space in your life as well? A hundred percent. I mean, I think, well, I don't think I know that, you know, the biggest problem with this whole work-life balance uh, issue that everyone's talking about is, is really around is really around balancing not only like the job and the demands, but balancing, you know, yourself and how you're showing up because work-life balance is really a mindset issue. It's yeah. really a mindset issue and a boundary issue. And, you know, if I, I tell women all the time, if you don't have any boundaries around your time, work will consume all of it. Like it will always be there. It will consume all that. And you see this with entrepreneurship too, yeah. right? Especially in the beginning. And so it's really up to us to um, develop, you know, personal responsibility and awareness around where we're spending our time, attention and energy and how we want to show up both in our careers and as mothers, yeah. you know, be because so much of the struggle that, you know, women are like, well, I'm, I'm showing up in my career, I'm doing well in my career, but I'm failing at motherhood. And I just, I, they're two different modes, right? They're two different modes. And so we put a lot of energy and emphasis into, you know, training and preparing for our careers, right? And so, you know, equal, if not more emphasis should be put into how we're showing up at home as well. And that's really through personal growth and personal development and learning new skills that maybe we've never learned before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for anyone who's like, yeah, that all sounds great. <laughs> um, and like yesterday, you know, my boss asked me in as I was walking out the door at quarter to five, can you talk a little bit about it in practice? I mean, yeah. I feel like right now the benefit of working from home makes it everyone's life a little bit more entrepreneurial, but I, I still, I watched that like, with, with the clients we serve, the entrepreneurs versus people who are, are working in bigger organizations. Like I notice a lot that a lot of power is given away to the organization mm -hmm. more so um, mm -hmm. than with others. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, it really just comes, it always comes back to your highest priorities and personal responsibility. Like you can't really say your family is a priority if you are allowing work to consume all of your waking hours, not even like physically being online, like on the computer or on your phone, but if it's also consuming all of your mental energy. So you have to be like really, really aware of where your mental energy is focused. Because even if you shut down at five o'clock, right? Are you still thinking about work from five to eight while you're with yeah. your family? Like that's a practice to develop, right? Like a mindset practice to develop of really being present in the moment with where you are, with what you're doing. Um, but to answer your question, you know, and, and I've had, you know, bosses and leaders like this too, 
you know, I think it just always goes back to communicating your priorities. And at the end of the day, you know, even bosses, even senior leaders, I was a senior leader, like everyone's human. Most people have families, right? And so people understand, you know, if you have a commitment and not to say we won't have busy seasons because we will, and we want to, you know, be flexible with that. But oftentimes the busy season turns into an all the time thing, yeah. right? And that's really just because we didn't establish boundaries around it. And it's not up to other people to establish boundaries. It's up to ourselves to establish them for our own life because no one else is going to do it for us. And so oftentimes I just, you know, I think things like that, if there are situations where, you know, you, you are being called to be online in the evening or stay late on a consistent basis. And it's, if it's causing you frustration and resentment, then it likely requires a conversation with your manager or your leader, because, you know, if it's causing those negative feelings, you're more likely to look elsewhere for a better manager or a better job. And companies don't want that. You know, retention's a a, a big issue. So um, it really always goes back to, you know, personal responsibility and communication. And I see so many women get stuck in fear, though. They're like, well, I don't like conflict. I'm not a confrontational person. So, okay, that's, that's. Or they're not hearing me. I hear that all the time. Like I've told them, like they're just not listening. Yeah. And that may or may not be true, but the reality is like people forget. Yeah. People forget. People are focused on their highest priorities and demands in that moment. They're not only like really, really good managers and leaders are like really thinking about their team often enough to offer them the, you know, those those courtesies. So I just think it's important for people, especially if you, you know, are a high producer and you deliver like quality work, you're your managers and your leaders want to keep you there. They want to keep you happy. So they'll, they'll be amenable to your requests. Yeah. I love that. And something you said in there, I think is really important. So I'm going to pull it out, which is you said, if it's making you unhappy to stay late and whatnot. And I think that that is so important because I think as women, we hit this in both areas. Like there's this way that we think we're supposed to be at work and this way we think we're supposed to be at home. And so like enjoying work isn't something that we might even allow ourselves to do, even if doing this project is super exciting and we have to miss one dinner at home. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important because I think sometimes we can make ourselves feel bad when we actually don't feel bad. And and that might sometimes create more disconnect than the other way around. A hundred percent. I mean, we, and this is really where like, you know, developing more of the awareness practice, um, how it can really benefit in our, in our lives, because so much of what we tell ourselves, it's, it's just a feeling, right? And feelings are informed really by what we're thinking and our thinking may or may not serve us. So what people don't realize is it's really, really so much more of mindset management over like time management. When, if, when you manage your thought process around your work life and your home life and what you want those to look like, when you get really clear about that, you show up differently, right? But most of the time people are going off their feelings 
and that's informing all that they do without taking a real look at what they can be thinking differently or what thought process is even there to inform that feeling. But that's not yeah. something that's talked about in corporate, right? I didn't learn that until I started working with coaches shortly after I became a mother. And when I learned this, I was like, whoa, okay, how, how why is no one talking about this, right? Like yeah. this whole, you know, how our thoughts create our results. Like, why is no one talking about this? Because this can really, really help. Especially in results-oriented places like corporate. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, they kind of talk about it in like, you know, the vision, culture, and how that trickles down. But no one's really talking about it in like how to maximize performance, unless maybe you're like an executive, right? No one's talking about that for middle management. You know, I was a VP and I like just kind of got a glimpse of that. Yeah. Most of the workplace like is not hearing this. And so that's, you know, it had tremendous impact in my life, learning some of these tools. And so that's when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to bring this to corporate women because this can really help them with all this mom guilt and the work-life balance struggle so many are going through. Is there a simple tool that you love to share that's like really tangible that people listening might be able to implement? Yeah, yeah. So there's the, the tool that, you know, it works for like, high level day-to-day things, not always like deep rooted stuff, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like a go, a nice go-to to have in your back pocket. And it's called the TFAR model, TFAR, uh, meaning thoughts, feelings, actions, results, right? So basically if you are feeling a certain way, you always want to evaluate your thought process around that. And your thoughts, again, they're not always facts. They're just belief systems that exist in your mindset, right? They're true to you. They feel true in that moment, but this is why, this is why, you know, people can have conflict in relationships or with coworkers or things like that, because belief systems don't always jive or align. And so this also comes out in like company culture, things like that. But if you're feeling a certain way, it's always good to really evaluate and challenge your thoughts. Like mom guilt is optional. It doesn't have to exist. Anytime you catch yourself saying, I should, should be doing something. Anytime there's the word should, that's a clue that there's a belief in there, in your mindset, a belief that is informing you to feel a certain way. And that belief may or may not be useful. So it's really getting like clear, like challenging your thought process if you're feeling off. And, you know, another way to look at it is look at your results, look at your results in any area of your life, because thoughts, feelings, actions, results. If you're not getting a certain result, you have to think about the actions that you're taking, which are informing that, right? So that TFAR model can be really, really, really powerful. And I didn't learn that until gosh, until I was in my late thirties, you know, we talk a lot about that around here actually. So I'm hoping listeners who've been around have heard it. And it's, it's super interesting because even if you're thinking about, you know, we talk a lot about planning. So technically that has a lot to do with the actions we're taking. But, um, like one of the things we do on the, on the Friday call that I'm speaking to you right after is we, all celebrate something because from the energy of like celebration, we literally come up with different actions to take next week than we would if we were like, 
bummer. The kids are home, like blah, blah, blah. You know, like we literally think of different things to do. So it's so important to pause that way and do that work. Yes. And to focus, focus on the positive, not in a toxic way, but I mean, let's be honest, we can all use more positivity in our lives, especially in this pandemic scenario, right? And the the state of the, the world that we're in, you know, but it's, it's so important because especially in corporate, so much emphasis is focused on problem solving. Yeah. So from the moment you like open up your laptop in the morning or walk in the door in your corporate job, there's problems. There's problem. Like yeah. you're just <laughs> reading, you're absorbing problems all day long. So now you are kind of like in the habit of solving for problems, which has its place, of course, right? Like, of right. course, like part of it, like we must be problem solvers, but we then get into the mindset of always like scanning for problems, right? Like even when like we we're leave pretty the good office. at doing as humans anyway, yeah. <laughs> even right. if it wasn't corporate. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so to your point, you know, to start these conversations, focusing on the positive, it's like, oh my gosh, like, of course, what a breath of fresh air, you know, we, we can all use more of that and just just get away from focusing on the problem so much. And in your world, when you're doing thought work, like, so in my world, I just have, I set aside like 20 minutes. It's actually how I start my day. So I'm like journaling to do this. Is that, how do you teach doing it or do it or implement that into your own? Yes. Journaling is excellent. 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 I, I prefer meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do a morning meditation every day. If I have more time, then I journal and I read. But again, it's it's always kid dependent. You've got little ones, but, yes. But my <laughs> it gets non- better and better, <laughs> yeah. easier and easier. <laughs> but my non-negotiable is a daily meditation, and it it just it there's so much science around meditation. Meditation does not have to be woo woo, and you know I think it gets a bad rap for that. Um, but it's there's so much science around it in that it allows you to have more clarity. It allows you to observe your thought process. And when you observe your process, your thought process, you can select what is more useful and what's not, right? And when you select more useful thoughts, you feel better. Why? Because our thoughts are creating our results. And so the medita- meditation, I, I personally, I think everyone should be meditating. I think it's so accessible to everyone. It doesn't cost anything, right? It doesn't have to be this fancy thing. You literally sit in your home and close your eyes. That's it, right? But but it's so difficult for most people because they've never been introduced to it. They don't know where to begin. They overthink it, right? They probably don't know many people who are doing it. And so it, it, this, this all creates like barriers to entry. I heard something super interesting, which might resonate with anyone who's listening, who's in corporate the other day, I was talking with someone about this and I was like, somebody should just like, really like, I mean, I know there's coaches doing this, but like, it would just be, it would make so much sense if like everyone just went in and really 
made this happen in the corporate culture. And the person who I was speaking to was like, yeah, but that actually kind of sucks because what happens is that somebody comes in and sells this idea of mindfulness and meditation. And then the corporation is expecting me to come for an extra hour unpaid when actually I want to be home with my kids. And so it's kind of like this thing that actually we haven't thoughtfully figured out how to how to put into our lives um, yeah. in a way that it's actually going to give us the result and service in the way that we want to. And I thought that was super interesting because, you know, like you, I'm like, meditate, <laughs> you know, like right, same right. Thing. But I, then I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought of that, you know, like, cause I'm, you know, since I get to make up my life and whatever, I, as an entrepreneur, like I forget how that is. Right. And well, and it's all about like perception, right? How is it perceived? Now, I, I will say this. I mean, part of what I do now are corporate webinars and we're starting to touch on this, right? Because more companies are open to like wellness benefits um, in the workplace. Even at my former employer, when I was in corporate, they started to do, it would be like a 15 minute meet in the cafeteria for a group meditation kind of thing. There would be like six people and there were like, you know, 2000 people on the campus but like six people would show up, but at least they were trying. And I think more companies are trying to do this, but there also needs to be an education aware around it. You can't just say like, you know, so-and-so is coming in to do a meditation at two o'clock, join us in the cafeteria. Like people need to understand the benefits. People need to understand the value and how it applies to their life. And so that's kind of what I help working moms do because it, it has the ability to, to really help them. Truly. Well, and the thing for anybody, whether you're in corporate or not, that I notice is that, you know, when we get into this stage, you know, and it happens to everyone, no matter what you're doing, um, whether you're an entrepreneur in corporate or mothering for a certain amount of time, and that's your full-time gig, there's just so many things that are happening and so many hats that we wear. And I find that when we're at that place, we're like, actually the only thing that's going to switch things up if, if, if we do this mindset work, if we you know, take time to slow down. It's like literally usually in that moment, the opposite of anything that we want in our lives. Right. Cause yep. we're just like, there's nothing more can be added in. And what's so cool is all these tools that we've shared about, um, you know, doing thought work and doing meditation and journaling, like they do take time, like they, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't take that much. I mean, they can take 10 minutes, but they add so much time that we, it's hard to see until you get into that practice. Yeah. Which is why, which is why most people don't really explore it yeah. until there's a real problem yeah. in their life, which is, which is fine. I mean, I, I suppose, but, but that's true for all things, right? Like we don't, we don't take the medication until there's a real problem, right? We don't start working out really until there's a real problem. Yeah. That's just kind of <laughs> how like human nature is, I guess, maybe, yeah. I don't know. If but imagine if way. we did it when there wasn't a problem, how, right. like, where we could get, right. If right. It's all cumulative. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and to your point, it, you know, it does take time in that, like to see the benefits, it does take time. I think people try meditation once or twice. I mean, even when I first tried it years ago, I, I was one of the people like I tried it once or twice and I was like, well, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> Right. Because, <laughs> because I, I, again, I, I was with everyone else of like, I wanted the quick fix, right? Yeah. What's, what's the, the one thing that I have to learn or have to do in order to, you know, feel differently or feel better. And so, hi buddy. My three-year-old's in here now too. Um, mommy. Okay, I'll be right there. Okay. Okay. 
so agreeable. So, you know, but it, it take it doesn't take that long though. You know, it's I always say like um any type of mindset work is um, you know, helps you to feel better. Yep. It improves the results in your life. It, it it changes your perspective on your existing results. Yes. Which is incredible. Um and it's not woo-woo, it's like plenty of science around this. But I, I always say to look at it as like you're going to the mental gym, right? Yeah. If you were to go to the physical gym, you wouldn't get results after one day. You wouldn't get results if you went once a month. You have to go consistently, you yeah. know? And consistency is the key with, with anything. It's how we learn. Um, it's how any type of strength um, is built. And so the, the same applies with, you know, our mental state. We, we have to practice at it. And that's why it's called a, you know, practice. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love everything you're saying. And clearly we have dogs barking and kids interrupting us. <laughs> so this is real life, right? Balancing all the things. So one other thing I want to ask you before we go, and also I want people to be able to find you is, so we've talked a lot about, you know, balancing our jobs and, and motherhood, but, and, and to me, the mindset piece, I mean, obviously that's a big piece of self-care. So, mm -hmm. so tell me a little, like, like there is both, like there are all three things. And I just want to point that out. And I don't know what else you have to add about that, but I think that's really important because I think that we can, you know, there's, there's really like no clear winner actually at some moments when we're literally just balancing motherhood and work. Cause they're both really hard. Um, and we really do have to fuel ourselves and, and build ourselves up. And a lot of that is the mindset work, but there are also a lot of other pieces. So do you have anything to say about those other pieces? self-care. Yeah. So I, I think, Hmm. So I think we must care for our mental state equally, if not more, as much as we care for our physical bodies, right? Like we need to make sure we're drinking water. We need to make sure we're, you know, eating decent food, moving our body, things like that. I, I, I mean, that's, that's like self-care, like step one, I would say, but I, I find honestly, most people get tripped up there, you know? And so that's important because our health really is everything we can't do. We can't mother, we can't show up for our jobs. We can't like show up in our lives if we're not healthy, right? Our health truly is everything, but there's our physical health, but then there's also our mental health. And, and that's the part where we can apply attention and focus as well, right? Managing our thought process is, you know, yes, there are like moments in our careers and in our motherhood experience that are challenging, that are difficult. But if we're gonna focus on those moments, we should also be very mindful to focus on the moments that are going very well too. And it's really that duality that you know, creates our, our whole life and our whole experience. So we want to make sure that we're balancing that out and not yeah. focusing only on like the hard parts. Yeah. I love that. And I just think that that's just the, that whole piece is so important because, um, just that, that, that where you started with, you know, motherhood and work, um, needing our healthiest selves. And yet I find with women like that really, like, and, and so I, I think that the fact that health is mental and body, I think is super important. And I would say like spiritual, which sort of adds into the mindset yes. thing. Like, you know, it's like, 
the energy piece. And so yet we sometimes leave that to last when actually totally. if, when that well is filled, like we show up to those other two things so much more efficiently and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. And like, we get so much more done. Like all of the things are better. So, We're in flow. Yep. Yeah. It, it just, it just, things don't feel as hard. Things yeah. think life has more ease and that's how yeah. it should be. Right. Yeah. But we have, we must tend to ourselves first. And, and, you know, the other thing too, that's, I find so important, you know, people talk about wanting to, um, leave legacies for their kids. Right. But whenever we hear that word, like even in corporate, I feel like like that word, it, it, it has so much of like a financial component. What yeah. legacy and are it's you loaded. <laughs> yeah. Like what legacy, like, are you leaving them like a vacation home or a college fund? Like what's the plan here? Right. And but so much of our legacy that we get to pass on to our kids as mothers is really around our behaviors and habits. And so if, if our kids don't see us taking care of ourselves, they're likely going to do the same. They're not going to take care of themselves either. Right? So like it all starts with us as mothers, like we put the oxygen mask on first, take care of ourselves first, nourish our, you know, health and well-being. And then that's what our kids learn for themselves. That becomes part of like their normal way of life. And that's what they expect when they are then grownups or adults. I love that. And I think that's an amazing place to end. So thank you so, so much. Tell people how they can find you. Yes. So my website is corporatemomcoach.com. You can find me there. I have some free resources. You can sign up for my email list. Um, I have a free Facebook group. You can join there as well. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram, amy.gretschmiel. Awesome. And we will link all that in the show notes. So thank you so much for your time. Is there anything I've missed? I think think we covered it all. So this is amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because here's the thing, action is where real change happens. And action doesn't have to be huge to have a huge impact on your life. And so what we really want is to give you some options and for you to choose one doable change that you will implement this week. You will make it work within your life. You will find the time for it. You will play with it and you'll really make it your own. And when you do this week after week, you will see that these new changes these new actions really do stack up and start to really change your life. So here are three from this episode. Number one, be clear about your priorities. We talked about communicating your priorities, but before you can do that, you need to be really clear about what your priorities are. If you say my family is a priority, what does that mean? What does that look like? How do you want to make family a priority? I want you to just get really clear on that so that you know how to even create a boundary. Put aside what you think is expected at work and think about what really matters to you and write down what this all means. Like have it on a piece of paper. This is where out of head and onto paper makes a big difference. And when you start to be clear about your priorities, when work or home start to challenge your priorities, you have a 
easier way to create boundaries for yourself. So that is one, I don't know, challenging, but so worth it, doable change. All right. Number two, find a positive. In Flow 365, we celebrate every Friday. We are conditioned to scan for problems, move on to the next thing we need to do. But when we take the time to celebrate, we acknowledge what we have done and we build a different energy and a different way forward. And we so often do not do this as women. So find one positive, one thing that really went well, you learned at the end of the day and write it down. Share it with a friend, a colleague, or your community. Pick somebody who will celebrate with you. Finding a positive has literally changed so much of how I live my life, so I hugely recommend this as a doable change. Try meditation. Meditation has a lot of known benefits, and you don't have to meditate for a long time to see the benefits. So try a meditation app or just commit to five minutes a day. You just set a timer and you commit to those five minutes. And when a thought comes in, what I love to do is just imagine it floating away like a bubble or just getting back to breath. Sometimes if I just focus on breath, then I can quiet my mind for a minute. And when my mind gets active again, I just go back to my breath. So this is not a quick fix, but it really does. It's kind of like supplements for your soul. It really does make a difference over time. So be clear about your priorities, find a positive, try meditation, three amazing doable changes, choose one, really fit it in and have fun. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast.